This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. All right, welcome back. Rob Breckenridge with the Afternoons on News Talk 770. Coming up after 2 o'clock, Jeffrey Wrights of the Monk School of Global Affairs, University of Toronto. New study that looks at hiring biases. Are there hiring biases? Well, this study found that when it came to resumes with Asian-sounding names, there were fewer callbacks, fewer responses, even though the qualifications were the same. So what does that mean? We'll talk about that after 2 o'clock. The issue of rent control has suddenly come back. It's back in 2015 that the NDP government rejected any rent control, even though they'd previously talked about it while in opposition. In fact, in October of 2014, Notley specifically called for rent control. Uh, But at the time, in 2015, Municipal Affairs Minister Darren Billis said, I can tell you quite frankly that our government is not looking to rent controls. And when you look at what's happened, certainly in Calgary and Alberta over the last couple of years, it's hard to see a case for it. Uh, It's a renter's market right now. Landlords are struggling to find tenants, and rents have come down considerably. And that's what happens. And the concern with rent control is that you take away the incentive to create supply. And that's what drives price. There's a story recently from Mike Rosenberg with the Seattle Times looking at the situation in Denver. It says Denver built a record number of apartments in 2016. Rent is now dropping at the fastest rate in 36 years. And you're seeing the same thing after apartment booms in New York, Houston, D.C. Rent slowed. Conversely, at the other end, Sacramento, Oakland, stop building apartments, rents have soared. And it comes down to supply and demand. Why take away the incentive to create the supply? That's my concern with rent control. I think there's a lot of studies indicating that it doesn't work. There's a new organization, though, that is launched in Calgary, is pushing for rent control. They're called Renters Action Movement. Joining us on the line is Peter Driftmeyer. He's uh, one of the organizers of Renters Action Movement. Peter, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hello. Thanks for having me. Okay. Well, give us an overview then of, of what it is your organization is pushing for and why you think this is needed right now. Well, landlords have their own organizations as quite uh, strong lobby groups in Alberta and Calgary, and renters don't. Um, in the height of the boom in 2007, nets, uh, net rents in Alberta went up 17%. And there's no law that says the landlord can, uh, you know, not increase your rent by however much they please. And at that time, the vast majority of Albertans as uh, homeowners and renters supported a government-imposed form of limiting how much rent increase can be. Um, And the PC government uh, scrapped it. And our group is... uh, representing renters who, who know that we need this as a basic protection for our housing. Well, we do have protections. We have the Tenant and Landlords uh, Act in Alberta that, that governs the rights of tenants, governs the rights of, of property owners. Why, why is that not sufficient? Well, anything that exists in the RTA is nullified around protecting renters when, you know, for example, laws that protect renters from discrimination. Uh, so you have a trans renter, transgendered renter, and then the landlord decides they don't want that renter there anymore on the basis of discrimination. And that law protecting that renter is nullified because all the landlord has to do is increase the rent 
ten percent, twenty percent, thirty percent, hundred percent. It doesn't matter. It's the, the, there's no law stopping that. Right, but if a renter has a lease, the the yeah, landlord for, can't for increase the rent. Right. So you have housing for one year. You go to your bank and get a mortgage so you can have a house for one year. That renters need stability just as much as homeowners. Right, and landlords need tenants. So yep. why would uh, a landlord place a, a rent on his property that nobody can afford? He doesn't have a tenant then. Well, it doesn't mean that as soon as they get the tenant out, they can move it to something that they can get someone in with. So they're setting a price that someone is prepared to pay. Yep. So then what's the problem? Well, as soon as vacancy rates drop again, which they will, um, then this whole uh, false notion of a renter's market goes out the window. And you have zero protection when, if that happens to you and the landlord increases rent um, and you're rendered uh, evicted, is what it is, although the law doesn't call it that. It just says the landlord give you a rent increase. Right. So when vacancy rates are low, that means there's there's not a lot of supply, that there's more demand than there is supply. Mm -hmm. There's more people in need of rent than there are rental properties uh, readily available. Right. So what you're proposing does nothing to add more supply. In fact, it does the opposite. Well, no, it has nothing to do with supply. It has everything to do with how much the rent increase can 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 go up right because if i'm a tenant the rent increase in canada and three quarters of canadians live in provinces where there is a form of rent control well there's rent control uh, in vancouver so so where rent control exists in canada is often the kind that says rent can go up by this percentage on this year based on inflation in the in the area or if a landlord has an unexpected uh, or or uh, th- their costs change they can apply to have the rent increase go up further so we our petition has actually had many landlords signing it because they know that uh, renters deserve this basic uh, stability and security and protection from discrimination and uh, uh, it's, it's just the landlord lobby groups that are fighting on where where's their rent control in Canada There's rent control in Newfoundland, PEI, Quebec, Ontario, and BC. Right. Now, Toronto's probably, next to Vancouver, the most expensive housing market in the country, isn't it? Yeah. So, so the supply and demand, as you, are, you keep bringing up, doesn't actually impact how, how much rent control limits that, you know, the overall rents. What it does do is protect renters while they're in their homes from being rendered homeless or being rendered evicted. It, 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 it closes the, you know, obviously in BC and Ontario and Vancouver, Toronto, where there's an economy in overdrive uh, in, in housing, there will be loopholes. But the problem is that Alberta's RTA is a loophole. Like the, the law is a loophole no no renter has any stability in alberta if their landlord can increase the rent something beyond what they can afford on three months notice at the end of every lease your life is year to year right so what are you proposing then well renters action movement isn't proposing a particular 
piece of legislation and particular rent control system because there's different forms but we're saying that renters need something so that's the government's job to uh, do the policy research figure out what would work best for Alberta to okay, meet but the what? needs of landlords tenants the overall uh, housing supply and demand that's their job okay now I, I own a house that I live in so I'm not a landlord but if I decide to sell my house, I'm not gouging people if I ask for the going market rate. Why is it wrong for landlords to seek the going market rate for their property? Well, yeah, after you move out, why not? If I was a landlord, yeah, after my tenant moves out. Well, or at the end of sure. a lease. At the end of a lease, if the lease needs to be renegotiated and that property has a market value, why is it wrong for the landlord to seek that market value? Well, there's a market value and then there's a use value. If people need housing, people need housing. If uh, if if you're a landlord and you want to evict a tenant every year because you might get that much more. Well, I guess I might not. Then, right now, then, as a landlord, right, that's, you'd be hard-pressed to find a tenant, it seems. Yeah, at this moment, you can get a, you can attract a tenant by offering uh, deals. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I could I ask for a two-year you're going with that, brother. Well, my point is that right now, it's certainly renters calling the shots, isn't it? So um, my point is that landlords are taking a gamble in buying the property, investing in the property, and right now having a hard time finding a renter. And certainly with, with suppressed rates, right? Yeah, well, the economy is doing that right now. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, so it's... We so, certainly so, okay. Well, let's look at it this I, I way. Don't, I don't know why you're fighting me on the point of uh, of you know renters deserve year to year living stability just like homeowners do. Right. Well, could someone ask for right now in these conditions a two year lease? I haven't heard of that. Okay. Let's look at it this way then. Let's say I'm a property owner and I'm renting out. I'm, I'm a landlord. Would it make sense for me to say we should have a minimum? rent because I don't want to lose money. So we should have a legislated minimum rent because I don't want other landlords undercutting me because I deserve to earn some profit on this property I've invested in. I mean, would that be rational? Well, we're not proposing that. I don't know why you're... I'm not saying you're proposing it. I'm asking if you think it would be a rational request for Landlords Association to ask for legislated minimums for rent. Well, you're going to have to ask the Landlords Association about that. Would you support it? Or would you, as an advocate for renters, oppose it? Well, I haven't thought about it until now while I'm on the air, so I'm not going to give you an answer about it. It's a completely hypothetical situation. Okay. I mean, the point is that the market rate is the market rate. That if landlords want to grumble about how cheap rent is right now because the vacancy rate is high, that's too bad, right? Suck it up. you got to deal with it. Is that what you'd say well, to them? We're, we're, no, what we're saying is, okay, so you have a tenant right now. After your lease is up, uh, you know, the rent increase for that year should be a stable, regulated yeah, but, rent increase okay, so, that everyone can afford. <laughs> but that's the point. But, but, the, the, but the rents for a lot of people went down. They might go down at the end of that lease. Because if you had a lease going from 2014 into 2015 or from 2015 into 2016, and then your landlord came to you at the end of the lease and said, I'm going to raise your rent, uh, I think the tenant would probably laugh and say, we'll see you later because there's 100 choices out there. 
places just as nice as this where I'm going to pay less. Well, if I, I don't know the exact numbers on how much the net rent has decreased or increased or stayed the same over the past year. I don't have that number in front of me. Um, but if we're in a situation where we look at the span of decades, and of that span of decades, rents continue to go up far faster than wages, um, and then if there's two years in the span of decades where the situation is reversed, then we're still in a problem where over the span of decades, we have this runaway problem where the Residential Tenancy Act has zero actual protection for renters. Well, it's an issue of property All the landlord has to do is raise the rents on them beyond anything reasonable. And it comes down to property values and it comes down to supply and demand. My point is here that it comes down to market value. So it wouldn't be rational for a landlord to say, look, I'm going to raise your rent even though the market value of this place has declined. That you, the renter, should be sympathetic to me, and even though the market value dictates that you should be paying less rent on this apartment, I need to charge you more because I want to make some money. That wouldn't be fair. The market rate is the market rate. If the market rate demands that the value of this rent has gone down, then the landlord's going to have to suck it up, and that's what it is. So in the, in the, after the flood, homeowners were outraged by the fact that it's going to be harder to get insurance on their homes because of flooding. But the market necessary, you know, the market told insurance companies that they can't afford that. And the market showed the government that they can't afford to foot the insurance bills. Also after the flood, there's a net loss in supply of rental housing. And I knew renters who had their rents increased 10, 20, 30% on them as well. So, <laughs> um, so, so, so what the market does is not always fair, which is why we have these basic forms of, of regulation to make sure that there's stability and fairness. Right. Well, we do have regulation. I, I think then that was the point. So, Well, and that's, that's my point, is that the regulation in the RTA is a complete loophole and sham when it comes to protecting renters. Well, because I think it respects what the market value is. Uh, so you haven't, though, proposed something to replace it. So I, if, if you're going to point to the flaws in the status quo, I, I would think then you would say this is what we need. So wh- why haven't you? Well, because we're low-wage renters. We're not policy analysts. We're, do- we're door-knocking as door-to-door grassroots people Okay, but I mean, there, there are implications policy. to policy, though. I think that's that's my concern here. There are implications to policy. There are unintended consequences. Maybe we need some policy analysis before going down a path of saying we need rent control and we'll just kind of figure it out as we go along. Yeah, well, that's that's up to the policy analysts. I would love to see that. I would love to see a policy uh, analysis done by all the social researchers out there who are looking at uh, solving the housing uh, crisis to look at the different models of rent control and how that could work in Alberta. Okay, but you've already already settled on a policy, though. Well, you know, in 2007, it was brought to the Alberta government. We had, let me see here, we had 78% of homeowners, according to an Ipsos Reid survey of Calgary and Edmonton, 78% of homeowners in the height of the boom and 92% of renters supported government-imposed limits on rent increases. 
that went before the PC government and they threw it under the rug at the height of the boom when this was a massive issue. Net rents in Alberta increased 17% in that year alone. So we, like as a province, all the social policy researchers, all the government, all the, you know, the previous government, the current government have this responsibility to look at it and take it seriously. Don't leave it on the backs of poor people who are struggling to get by. Right. Okay. To become policy analysts. Peter, we got to leave it there. The Renters Action Movement. You're on Twitter. You're on Facebook. And I think there are people who, who support this approach, and they can find you there. So appreciate you joining yep. us here today. Come on out. Uh, sign the petition. All right. Take care. There you go. Peter Driftmeyer. He's a member and organizer with the Renters Action Movement. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.